0: Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Write For Your Life podcast. Today is going to be a longer episode, which is exciting. I'm joined by Robert Mills. Welcome, Rob.
1: Hello, Ian. Hello.
0: And today we're going to be talking about um, motivation and and how bloody difficult it can be to be motivated uh, when you're writing sometimes or to motivate yourself to write. And um, I guess... What you might like to do if you're struggling with motivation, and uh, and maybe even why people are motivated to write in the first place. Um, but before we get cracking, Rob, could you give us uh, just a little bit of an explanation as to uh, as to what you do?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a studio manager for a um, design agency in South Wales called Blue Egg, um, and I've also in July this year I had a, a book published uh, called Designing the Invisible with Five Simple Steps. So um, that's that's me in a nutshell
0: so you 're kind of a you 're you 're kind of a like a hybrid sort of a project manager person but also a, a writer as well it 's always handy to have yeah. m- more than yeah, one suppose. yeah general dog 's body as well hey times. whoa, I never said that <laughs> <laughs> okay so um we 're going we 're going to talk about motivation. It was a topic that you suggested Rob, and uh, a good one too it 's something that affects pretty much every writer who 's ever even thought about doing as such um so um Do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, the reason why I suggested it is um, because I've not been motivated to write for about three months. Um, And so I've been thinking lately what is stopping me from writing um, when, for me, writing is something quite innate. You know, it's just some some people are good with numbers and some people are good at, like, building things. And I'm none of those things, but I've always been good with words. So it's quite innate for me. So it seems really strange not to want to write um so i've been thinking you know why is that and how can i kind of break this cycle of um not being motivated i think i've just broken the cycle this week um but i thought it would be more interesting to talk about the reasons why you know we lack motivation at times and stuff and for me there's a few reasons
0: so do you think you've 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 figured out what it was because i can think of i've gone through periods like that and i can I think I can bore my mind down to a couple of reasons. But do you think you've got? Do you think you've uh, got it figured out? Have you have, yeah. you have you literally not wanted to write? Have you, is it has it been a case of you kind of thought you wanted to, but really struggled to make yourself do it, or have you just thought has, has writing not even crossed your mind?
1: Uh, both the the first half of the period I had of not I've had of not writing uh, I didn't I didn't want to write because that period came straight after the launch of the book. So I'd had such an intense few months kind of getting the book finished um, and editing and polishing and proofing. Um, and it just felt like that was just happening, you know, all day, every day for sort of uh, a couple of weeks. So as soon as the book was released, I said to myself, I, you know, I, I constantly made the decision to have a break from writing and not to write. Um, so that was kind of, uh, that was, you know, I was happy with that. I was comfortable with that. And then I thought, right, you know, it's been a couple of weeks now. I'll get back into writing because I need to be doing articles that are going to link to the book and promote the book um, and it just it just hasn't happened um, I've done one article in the last three months which was in .net magazine uh, but that was about 700 words um, not really uh, not an epic by any means um, so I think having had that intense period I just needed to break from writing And but then it was quite scary not being able to I was worried that I was never going to be able to write again, it sounds a bit dramatic but I just couldn't I just couldn't, you know Get the words out. Um, so I and I, you know, I, I think the way you write in this space and the routine is quite important. So I, you know, I went back to my writing space. You know, the environment wasn't making a difference. Um, so then, the longer it went on, the scarier the thought of writing became. And so it just became this really vicious circle of thinking I should be writing, but not actually writing anything.
0: I mean, that sounds, that, that was going to be my answer as well. I, I mean, I, the, when worry. I... <laughs> no, it's fine, don't worry. I'll just, I'll put my own twist on it. Um, the, problem, the problem I had, um, and it was especially when I, a big period of time, for, I mean, I finished my novel at least three times <laughs> just because <laughs> of, you know, editing processes and, you know, getting an agent and then editing it again and all that kind of thing. Um, but always, um, uh, when, when I'd finished it, the period afterwards was just um, this uh, incredible relief. It felt like—I um, mean—and I'm talking about finishing a novel. You're talking about finishing a book, but it could be a short story. It could be—it could be a fantastic blog post. It could be anything really. If you feel like you've invested everything that you've got into a piece of work, then that sort of um, the, the, the finishing is uh, feels amazing. But it also—it's just a, a huge relief. And then it's the—it's the idea of having to go through it again is quite terrifying what 's also terrifying and this is this is kind of where i 've been and i 've been, been i think'm i 've been in this position recently, and I think I, to a certain extent I might be in that position still a little bit now um that i 'm terrified that i won 't be able to do anything as good again and um I think that I think that 's quite a common thing for writers as soon as you as soon as you 've written something that is is um is kind of either that you love it um either you love it or or it 's got fantastic feedback or something like that you kind of think oh I wish that could <laughs> I wish that could frame that moment and just and just make you just repeat that process you know time and time and again and always get that kind of accolade always get that kind of feeling of um, of feeling brilliant or, or or feeling of relief and the idea of having to go through the process again in order to get there um, it is it's, it's scary it's terrifying you do have to sort of find it within yourself to take those first steps which it sounds like you've just done yeah I think so it
1: was just a strange thing because You know, having had the book released, uh, it was was such a great platform and part of me was like, right, this is, you know, you've got to use this now as a platform and you've just got to build on the momentum and keep going. So I kind of, in my head, I thought the book would be released and then I'll write, you know, I'll blog about this, I'll blog about that, I'll blog about this and I'll do one a month and, you know, I had all this planned and then the book was released and then that happened. So then I became, I started to feel guilty thinking... I'm not doing enough to promote the book. I'm not doing enough to position myself as an expert and to kind of validate why I've written the book. Um, and then the feelings of guilt kind of overtook any desire to write then, and it just became this very negative scenario. Um,
0: but a lot so. of it's a, a lot of it's about ideas as well. I think if you because you know you don't you're not going to write <laughs> unless you're kind of um, some kind of nutcase who writes you know a book a year or two books a year. You're not going to write a huge amount of uh, full-length books in your lifetime sorry to get a bit heavy on you but you know you've got there's only you know, writing a novel takes an awful long time normally writing I mean you write non-fiction don't you that like, I mean we should say that your your book is um it's called Design and the Invisible and it's um it's about um uh what it's a book for designers I guess and anyone that works with web the web content and that kind of thing yeah. um but it's still, it's still inherently having a good idea. And something I talked about recently on the blog is actually most good books, uh, fiction or non-fiction, any book really, um, it tends to be not just one good idea. You tend to have to have, to have to have at least two. There needs to be sort of at least two narrative threads running through it. So when you choose to write a book, you're usually going to pick your, a pretty good idea. You're not just going to come up with, you know, people have ideas all the time. It could be anything. But to actually choose the one that you spend a couple of years on is quite a big deal. So I think, as well as thinking, is this book actually going to be, uh, is, is this next project going to be as good as the previous one? It's also, is my idea good enough? It's, you know, how do I make sure this idea is as good as that one or, or, or better than? It takes quite a lot of confidence to, to go, oh, I've had another great idea. Let's start writing. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I mean, after the book, I kind of had some articles lined up. And um, when, you know, when I kept putting off and I kept putting off and I finally wrote it, and then an article a similar, of the same topic got printed in a magazine, so that article for the blog couldn't then be published. So um, I've been left with um, an article I have had agreed for another uh, popular blog, um, and I, I still haven't finished it. And I think, and it's about colour, which is one you know, colour was one of the main topics in the book, and it's my favourite topic of all the ones, uh, and there's so much to say about colour and how it communicates, etc. cetera. Um, but I think the reason why I've not finished it is because they haven't given me a deadline. Right. Now, their argument for that is that you know you can't force words out of people. Which, you, know, you know, I do agree with, it and we've all experienced, it, I'm sure, if you're a writer. But then, an open-ended deadline is dangerous because you need so much motivation. And they, you know, their their argument is by not giving you a deadline, they, even if it takes you months to write the article, it will be the best that it can be because you've had time to nurture it and not force some things. But I, you know, if I if I had a deadline for two weeks, it would be in my head. Right. Therefore, I need to spend this much time in the next two weeks writing it polishing it editing it you know etc but when there's no deadline you know you just end up watching TV or cuddling the cat or something <laughs> <laughs> or, I
0: bo- do anyway. or both if you're particularly lucky yeah <laughs>
1: so um, that doesn't help me and maybe some people flourish without a deadline but I definitely think I need you know in my in my day job it's all about organisation and routine and stuff uh, I'm not a control freak by any means but um, I think I do I am the sort of person that does need that kind of
0: final dates, you know, staring back at me, I think. And so, how, does that mean you're unable to sort of put um, deadlines on yourself? So if you said to yourself tonight, after this podcast, that was a motivating chat about motivation I just had, I'm going to uh, write, finish that article by Sunday, three days. Do you th- what do you think you'd do? So it, it's, it's six o'clock, it's Sunday night. You're, you're looking at the, the TV, there's something on the TV you want to watch. The cat's looking up at you with bizarrely puppy dog eyes which is weird for a cat do you, uh, do you think oh I'll sit with them or I'll, I'll write because I've set a deadline for myself
1: I'd sit <laughs> I'd sit i just i mean life does get, that's the, another thing isn't it? life does get in the way so you can plan as much as you want there's always going to be things that interrupt your schedule and things but I just uh, this, is the thing, this is what scares me about it. I used to be so motivated you know throughout school and uni and, and then you know writing the book I used to be able to, you know, do exactly what you just said, and it's just all disappeared. It's, it's all completely gone. Um, I, I don't know, because I, I said earlier uh, when we started chatting, I got my, kind of got my mojo back with writing, you know, my motivation back. And I, I think that's because what I'm planning on writing is not to do with the book. It's a whole new kind of book and idea. And so I kind of feel really enthused about that. Now, the article that I've had going on for months that I haven't finished is about colour, but I've written about colour so many times, I'm wondering if I've, I'm wondering if I'm just fed up of writing about it, even though it's my favourite topic,
0: you know? Yeah, no, th- that that makes absolutely perfect sense to me. I, I wrote an article ages and ages ago. It's actually got the most comments it's on, on Write for Your Life of all the posts I've written. It really upset people, but I was basically saying that in order to be a writer, you don't have to... Well, I think the phrase I used was write, write, write. So there is this concept that, um, this, you know, there's this whole sort of thing of writers rights, And you see it all the time on the internet. People sort of, you know, basically telling you that if you have 10 minutes off writing that you you don't deserve to be a writer. And, you know, what the hell are you playing at? Stephen King said it, so it must be true. Um, and, of course, if you actually, if you literally do not write for 10 years, I think that you can probably be, it's probably fair game to say to you, you're probably not a writer still. But if you if you, if you you don't write for, you know, a week, or if you don't write for two or three months, or if you only spend those two or three months, um, or six months even, if you just sort of spend that time sort of making notes and, you know, just thinking about things, coming up with that next great idea, but without actually sitting down and writing, you know, 3,000 words a day, that doesn't make you... Um, that doesn't mean that you're not a writer. It just means that at that particular point in your life, you, in my case, this year, got married bought a house pretty big things to be organizing and doing i've not had as much time for writing as i did last year it's just that's the way things have been it doesn't make me any less of a writer just as it in my opinion it doesn't make you any less of a writer to have finished a book got it out there to the public taken two or three months to sort of gather your thoughts and then decided to sit and have a chat with your cat instead of getting down to it
1: yeah um yeah i mean it is this whole guilt thing that I get about it. So maybe I am too hard on myself. Maybe you know, maybe I deserve, maybe I earned that break, I suppose. But then the other thing, you know, and you were saying about kind of getting married and getting a house and so on, uh, I've been the opposite. I've had the end of a 10-year relationship this year um, and I've changed jobs, which are quite big life things. But um, I write as part of my day job as well. So um, not all day, but it is one of the many things I have to do is, you know, writing blog posts or doing a bit of copywriting for clients or for the studio site. So sometimes if I've had quite an intense writing day in work, I don't want to come home and write. So then it's, uh, and then it, it just feeds the cycle of feeling guilty again then, because I always think, well, I, I always feel like I should be writing something. Yeah. Um, and in my head, I always am writing something. You know, I'm always thinking, and I I write the most incredible sentences in my head. Even, you know, it's, I think they're incredible. And then I think, <laughs> well, I'm going to go and get a notepad, note I'm going to write that down. And then, you know. In between where I am and where the notepad is, there's the TV and the cat or whatever, you know, and that's gone. And then I forget what the symptoms was, and then I'm back to feeling like an empty, and then it's just this weird.
0: Yeah, but um, that, I mean, that all sounds that all sounds perfectly normal, and and I think there'll be a lot of people listening to this going. Hark at, hark at those pairs sort of <laughs> complaining about not writing. We've both got completed works. You know, you're a, you're a published author, for crying out loud. I've mm-hmm. got a completed book, a book that I've completed at least three bloody times. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, this is the problem with all writers. It's We're absolutely full of guilt constantly, partly because people on the internet tell us that we should be writing all the time, otherwise we're not writers, yeah. but also because there's a lot of expectation. It's something that, uh, that we put on ourselves. It's something that... Um, when something means a lot to you, you do end up uh, putting pressure on yourself to uh, either do it a lot, or to whenever, or to make sure that whenever you do do it, in this case, write, um, that it's brilliant. And, and that kind of pressure is just unsustainable, and you will end up feeling guilty. So, for me, the way to deal with that is uh, I used to feel I used to feel very very guilty about it, um, and I used to I used to get really down if I if I sort of went for I don't know three or four weeks without I don't know working on my novel or something like that. I used to really beat myself up about it, Um, but I think what I've got used to is the fact that is what I've got used to and sort of trained myself to think is that that will happen anyway. Even if even if I if I do write regularly, but the the slightest thing, you know, if I spend half an hour on a sentence, which is something I'm quite you know I do quite a lot, um, I'll beat myself up about it anyway. So if I just accept mentally that that's going to happen. That I will feel guilty from time to time, just because that's the nature of, I guess, any creative work. Um, then, uh, then, then that's fine. I'll just sort of ignore it as long as I don't. I'll feel guilty for five minutes, and then I'll sort of I'll be okay. I'll move on onto the rest of my life. But it's quite tricky to do that.
1: Yeah, I think you know. Even if I kind of say, right, I'm gonna write, you know, I'm gonna block out Sunday afternoon, and I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna write. Sometimes you, I mean, I, I obviously know myself. Well, I've lived with myself for 30 years So I know when I'm in the mood to write And when I'm wrong I know when the time is right And when my mood is right And so even if I say Right, I'm going to write on a Sunday I might get to the Sunday And I just, it just might not be the right time for me to write And then I end up sitting there Thinking I must write, I must write So he's trying to force it And, you know, that doesn't work Because you just end up writing stuff that's so it's just a load of rubbish anyway So then you've just wasted an hour So um what I'm trying to do now Is just keep a note uh, you know, a small notebook with me, and whenever I get these thoughts, or whenever it feels like right, I need to start writing. Obviously, like you know, if I'm if I'm in the, if I'm in work, I can't just drop everything and start writing, you know, my own stuff. But I'm just trying to, you know, when I get these moments of kind of right, I've got to get this done, actually getting it down instead of thinking about it, telling myself I'll get it down when I get home or you know the next day, and then it never does happen. Then. So I'm kind of building up a lot of notes. And like I say, when I do actually start writing then, I don't feel like I'm starting from scratch because the article is almost already written in my head. Yeah, It's just a case of turning stuff up there. I'm just, I'm pointing to my head because we're chatting on video, but I just realised your listeners have no idea what <laughs> to uh, The stuff in my head becomes actual words on a page.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot to be said for, um, for if you get an idea or if you get the urge to write, there's a lot to be said for... Um, just, just finding a way of getting it down Then it's something that I've generally been quite useless at. I've always tended to try and get sort of entire scenes planned out in my head before I think about getting them down on paper. Um, and I found like you, that I was just forgetting stuff. I was, I was, and then I'll get really annoyed. I think, oh, that was a brilliant line or that was a, you know, that that was a, that that would, that would have made a, a great, you know, an entire chapter or something like that. Um, so yeah like you I keep a a notepad pretty much next to my computer at all times usually for to do lists but I will write stuff down I also use the um the uh it's an iPhone app and you can get it for iPad and for uh well it's a web app actually so anyone can use it um it's a simple note so I've got lots of um lots of notes in my simple notes uh, um panel whatever it, whatever it's called um, and loads of stuff in my novel loads of stuff about blog posts and it's all sort of just plain text and I just I just uh, the slightest idea then usually through my phone whether I'm on the computer wherever I am I can usually just throw it into there so it's um, yeah there's a lot to be said for um, just getting stuff down and then you you know because it it's, it's, it's demotivating if you feel like you're Having good ideas, but you're not really acting upon them. So, I guess that's the, it's, it's kind of breaking that cycle of not acting on things. That doesn't mean to say that you do have to constantly be writing a thousand words a day, um, which is essentially what previously I've just said I disagree with. You don't have to do that. But it is um, acting on things constantly, I guess. It's whether you write them or not, whether you're just making a note, or whether you're, like you said, just thinking about it, whether you know, if you're in the shower or you go for a walk, walking to work, commuting they're perfect places to be writing. If stuff is going on in your head and you're thinking about stories or you're thinking about, um, if you're thinking about uh, like, like you'd sort of nonfiction ideas, then um, that's, to me, that's writing. Most writing is done in your bonds before you even start.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: So what what motivated you to write in the first place? Because that's always a good thing to do. I Whenever I feel absolutely rubbish about my writing, whether it's because I'm not doing it or whether it's because, you know, I don't know, Finding it tough, or if it, you know, had a, a rejection letter, or 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 whatever it's been in the past. I always try and uh, try and remember why I'm actually bothering doing it in the first place. For nothing, <laughs> for free, basically, as it always it always is.
1: Yeah, I um, it's just something I've always done. It's really weird you ask that because that's actually something I've been thinking about in the last couple of days. Because I was uh, I was I've kind of been thinking about the second book, and somebody said to me on Twitter, I think it might be Nestle. They say that everybody's got a book in us, you know, which is a real common kind of phrase. And so um, that just got me thinking, and I started realizing that even when I was, I'm trying to think what year I was in primary school, there would have been eight, nine years old, uh, you know, two years away from leaving primary school and starting high school. We had to write a story. Um, I remember going into, I I filled five exercise books with my story, whereas most kids did, like, you know, five pages and I was just writing and writing and writing and I'd totally forgotten about that. But all these years I'd forgotten about that. And weirdly it was a book about a parrot. How are five exercise books about a parrot? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I'd love to get my hands on it today. But um so I've always found writing easy. In you know, kind of like I said earlier, some people can paint or, you know, some people are good at building things or with numbers. But I've always just been my dad's always said to me, you, you've got such a way with words. And I, that didn't really mean anything, you know? you know, I didn't really think anything of that. But now now I'm 30 and it's, you know, my career is just falling into the, the path of me writing. Uh, and now I've got a book and things. I kind of feel like it's just what I was always meant to do. It doesn't, I don't feel like it was ever a conscious decision, I'm going to write or I'm going to be a writer. It's just, I think it might come back to this whole thing about feeling innate. It's just what I've always done, I suppose. Yeah. I've always enjoyed doing it. I find it like a you know, like a release really. When I was travelling I kept journals, um, you know, I've written as part of my jobs. Obviously I write now, you know, um just as a freelancer and things. But it's I always love it when I do write. But I'm regularly wrapped up in this fear of writing.
0: I mean I, I everything you said, uh I think is true for most writers, that most writers do do it because they feel like like a compulsion almost. I mean, my my dad, my dad always has always said to me, um, "Are you sure you don't want to be a teacher?" Um, because he has no interest in my writing. Well, no, that's not true. I can't say live on air that my dad's got no interest in my writing. You know, but he's he he was a lorry driver for many years. He doesn't you know, and he's worked with a coal board. It's a different world, isn't it? And it's uh, you know, he wouldn't. Uh, He wouldn't mind me saying that, I hope I've not just insulted my own father, because I've got a lot of years left of asking for (laughs) stuff that I need to do. Um, But yeah, a lot of people do feel compelled to to do it. I I think people expect me to say that as well, but I'm not sure. I think it's probably sort of 60% true that I feel compelled to write. Um, I mean, like you have always, it's kind of what... um, I'm quite good at it. I hope, Um, and it's something that I enjoy. But I think a lot of the reason I do it is partly because I'm a massive show-off. So I've and I've always I was I was much better at football than I was at anything else when I was younger, and I loved the the fact that I was bloody good at football, and people used to say nice stuff to me about it. And then when that kind of petered out, um, you know, girls and booze and all that kind of thing happened, and ruined all that. The advantage of being a writer, of course, is that you can combine those things. Not girls, are really. Writers aren't particularly sexy to girls. I'm sorry, I'm on some kind of weird monologue. Um, but my point is that I've kind of... Partly because it's, it's, it's the reaction that I get from other people is why, why I write. Partly because that's an, my own ego, I guess, in a way. But also because I feel that writing can... like Good writing, especially, can genuinely, um, without wanting to sound like a... Massive ponds, It can genuinely move people to a, to a degree. You know, getting people. I, I, I was I was having to put a bit of stuff together for to uh, send to my agent to do with my novel, and I was just sat with one of the lads from work, who's you know fairly. He's he's not a writer himself, but he's you know and not. I would I think he would agree, not hugely well read, but you know fairly intelligent guy. And I, I sort of just read a couple of uh, paragraphs, and I obviously uh, to try and please the crowd, I chose the paragraph with the most knob gags in. And, um, and he laughed, and seen someone else laugh about what I was writing, you know, it was in, and it's, it's a big deal. And um, so every time I kind of get myself in a position where I think, why am I doing this? I'm sat in front of a screen on my own, um, in a room, thinking, you know, struggling, tired. I try, to try and remind myself why I do it in the first place. And it is partly because I feel compelled to and because I love it, but also because I get quite a kick out of write, doing something creative, I guess, that other people might actually... Uh, enjoy and uh, and like as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is great whenever you kind of, you know, with the book, I've had people on Twitter saying that, you know, they found it really helpful or they've kind of, they've started, one, one chap started a whole web design project from scratch after he read my book because, you know, he wanted to kind of incorporate some of this the theory into his project and stuff. That's amazing. But yeah, it is amazing and it's, it's very humbling and, you know, it's just great and, I read those tweets and I smile for hours afterwards. Mm. So I definitely, you know, you're right, I definitely that kind of um, feedback and validation from people is great. But then the other side of it is once you put your work out there, you don't guarantee that people are going to like it and say nice things about it. And I've also experienced the side where I've been completely slated in the past. And I'm not really, you know, this was quite a few years ago. I was writing for um, a very... I just probably shouldn't I can't name it I don't know if there's any um,
0: Come on I just slagged off my dad
1: (laughs) uh, I was writing for ThinkVitamin Oh right I wrote for them regularly and um, one particular article was about I think it was about site maps and um, it was just it was just a stupid idea from start to finish you know I I kind of suggested it It was something like i still lying on there now site maps the good the bad and the ugly so, um, but it was just, I had no interest in the topic really. Mm. And so it was just, it was forced and it was, you know, I, I just, I just didn't want to do it. But I, you know, I met my deadline, it went live and the comments then, you know, what I kind of, I think I was a bit naive, but I was, I was quite new to writing on blogs and, you know, kind of sharing my writing with anybody at this point. And this was, you know, like say it was few years ago. I was quite naive because I didn't really get that people, that the audience, the readers, would just see through the fact that I didn't know what I was talking about, you know. And the, you know, they were they were experts, you know. And these mm-hmm. are people who use site maps as part of their jobs daily, or didn't use them. You know, I had, I know we're talking site maps, but they had quite sh- strong opinions about whether they were good or not, whether they were good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. Um, and so the comments were like pretty harsh, you know, pretty critical. And now, you know, I just totally. My, my skin wasn't thick, I got the skin of a rhino now, but at the yeah. time it was, uh, you know, you touch me and I bruise type skin. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that's it, I've got to hide in my bedroom for the next three years, never going to write again, never going to share it. Um, but then, it, it kind of made me a better writer as well, but it yeah. was so demotivating at the time, you know, like, oh, I can't do it, I can't face this. And then I wrote it, I forced myself to write another article, um, I can't remember what that was about, but I, I remember it did have uh, much more positive, um, positive feedback and uh, reception, and that that feeling outweighed the negative feeling so much that um, I vowed that you know, no matter what um, critique I got, uh, I would always, I would always write. I
0: suppose. I think that's actually uh, that's actually quite a good. Uh it's a very good point, and it's something that, that, that I experienced experience as well. And actually, in all of these things that we've talked about, most of them, um, um, whether it's a lack of motivation or how it, sort of, we've dealt with, dealt with that um, lack of motivation, has been quite an intrinsic thing, everything we've talked about so far. And it's stuff that it's kind of your own mental demons that come with being a writer. But it, you're right. What other people say to you um, can be um, so influential and you do have to have a thick skin and 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 the main thing is there's there's kind of a line and i've always i've always been pretty good i'm pretty pretty happy to take any kind of criticism obviously in the day job as a copywriter i take criticism all the time and if someone criticizes something and then i don't agree with it then i will i'll stand up for my writing and that's my that's my right as 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 the as the as the copywriter and we'll work it out between us until we come up with a solution Mm-hmm. Um, when you 're writing fiction it 's a slightly different thing, uh, mainly in the sense that it 's it's less of a business transaction and it 's more something that you i guess to a degree care about a lot more um, um, uh, especially it might depend on the on the subject matter as well and it can get and, and, and the line that I talk about i think is um, is um, is when feedback might become uh, or might feel like it becomes personal and and a lot of writers are, are terrible at receiving feedback, and I actually think it 's it, it, it's probably one of the biggest reasons that people stop writing is that they get they get so far they show it to someone they don't get the feedback that they really wanted or expected and they just kind of they just pack it all in which is a real shame because um, you know you can't please everyone of course um, but the, the reason it's a problem of course is, it, is it's just completely demotivating and I it's only really happened to me once where I've just thought Gee, you know I don't know if I can be bothered with this again and that was I think I've talked about this on the blog before but. Um, so it was when I was doing um, my my master's course actually, and um, I'd got I'd got really good marks all the way through. I got a good mark for my certificate level, diploma level, um, and my expectations were really high about uh, you know always good feedback that kind of thing. Um, and then when I got to um, when I got my final results for my masters, I got two people marked it. I got one mark which was good, not as, not not amazing, but it was very, very good, pretty much on, on par, uh, in line with what I was expecting. But then the other mark was uh, much lower than I expected, but it wasn't really that, it was more the fact that the feedback was so, um, well it was personal and that was kind of the problem. I didn't mind having bad feedback and obviously I was a bit upset that I hadn't got the mark I was expecting. But what really got to me was the fact that it was so personal and that was really what um, demotivated me and and of course I sort of got upset and kicked up a fuss and eventually I realised that the best thing to do was pretty much um, ignore it because the advice just wasn't useful Um, and uh, it seemed to be coming from um, a place that uh, wasn't necessarily trying to help me or make me a better rideshare, It was just criticizing me for whatever reason they could think of. I think they just didn't like it, which is kind of fair enough. Um, but it was very demotivating. So it was that making that decision to kind of let go and uh, and move on. But I, I mean, I guess I guess what I what I would try and do, or what I always try and do, is try and remember why I. Started writing in the first place. If I'm feeling feeling really demotivated and struggling to actually sit down and write, I try and remind myself why I even why I even bother. Um, so I mean, is that something that you do as well? Sort of try and reflect on what it is that got you writing in the first place.
1: Um, I I don't know if I kind of there was never a moment for me where I thought right I'm gonna I'm gonna be a writer I'm gonna write. It just it's just something I've like, well, always done. I kind of mentioned earlier some people are going to building things or numbers or sports and I mean I was really crap at sports, all sports. Um, so, but writing was just one of those things that I always found really easy and it was, um, it just seemed, it just, it just comes naturally and even when I was in um, prime school when I was sort of eight years old and people were writing um, stories that were sort of five pages on, I would, you know, one story I ended up filling five exercise books and I mean, my dad's always said to me, oh, you've got away with words and things, and that didn't really mean much at the time. But now that I've kind of um, written a book and, you know, kind of do writing as part of my job, and, you know, I suppose I, yeah, I do consider myself a writer, um, then that does mean something now. So I've never really, it's just, it's, it's always been in me, I think. So I don't have to kind of ask myself why am I doing this, because it's just... It just comes naturally really it's, it's, just, it's just what i'm meant to be doing I
0: think. yeah it's just something that you do and, and i I think i'm i'm pretty much the same there's part of me that does it because i love it and i am compelled to do it um, but i also quite like um i guess uh, the fact i quite like you know showing off in the sense that you know it's nice to say hey look what i've done and then get feedback on it but that feedback really is it's more about um for me it's always more about the influence that you can have over someone with your writing, and that goes I think that goes to copywriting as well as my fiction. Um, copywriting is all about influencing people and trying to persuade them to do something or trying to explain something clearly um, and you get quite a good kick out of that when when you realize it 's worked but it 's the same with fiction it 's seeing someone react to um, to what you 've written is kind of what uh, draws me to it. I remember the buzz of you know doing my first poem for my teacher and then reading it and saying, wow, this is actually really good. And I, you know, I could just, there was just like a glint in his eye that sort of said, oh, this is, you know, this is something that, I, that perhaps you should pursue. And I and I bloody did. That's what I did. I've sworn a lot on this podcast. I mean, nothing serious, no proper swears, but lots of little swears like that.
1: I, I do say crap, so I'm just
0: as bad. I think crap's all right. I wonder what sort of, I mean, I don't want to get into this because we're at the end of the podcast, but I wonder how... I wonder what kind of uh, swear word you'd have to use, where you'd have to use the explicit uh, thing in iTunes. We're yeah, I can think of
1: a few, but let's not
0: use them. We probably shouldn't even try and find out. No. Um, <laughs> okay, I think we've, we've pretty much covered it there, uh, the old motivation thing. Um, Rob, before we go, tell us where we can find you online.
1: Uh, you can find me at, well, you can find my book at 5 uh, designing Invisible. it's a perfect Christmas present for every- not for everybody but for <laughs> some people listening um, you can find me on uh, my studio website for Blue Egg blueegg.co.uk um, that's about it for now I'll soon be on um, Smash and Mag and UX booth but um, I need to get motivated and finish those articles
0: indeed you do so you better get off and get cracking uh, thanks very much for joining us Rob Thank you for having me again. And uh, we shall speak to you next time.